0: Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination
1: for all things nerdy.
2: Recording.
0: Recording. Ah, the most in sync we've ever been.
2: (laughs) I love that (laughs) band. So, are we introducing or just going to go back to our conversation we're having? Well,
1: welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm. Um, This is episode 102. Mm -hmm. And um, I realised this week... We, we asked everybody, if you've listened to all 100 episodes, or if you've, if you've been listening from the beginning, we wanted you to write in and let us know, and we'd say thank you on the show. But then I realized that um, we released the show on Mondays, and we also record the show on Monday evenings. So We um,
0: haven't really given them a chance, is what you're saying.
1: What, I, what I'm saying is, yeah, in between now and when we asked, there is another episode which came right. out... So even
0: if people listen and then write in, chances are we haven't seen it yet. Yeah,
1: so if we say we're going to do something on the next episode, you can assume we don't mean the next episode. We mean the episode after because there's a week in between. If that makes sense? Like if we ask
2: the listeners to do something... They can't do it for a week because they haven't heard us say it. Well, let's even we put it like this. We're recording this on the 2nd. Yes. This, you will be listening to this on the 9th. That's
1: right. So if I say I'm going to do something in response to a listener participation thing in the next episode, I can't because you won't have heard it yet. Does that make well, sense? Well, I've heard it. <laughs> That's true.
0: I mean, they could have heard it. I listened to it this morning.
1: Well, we did say that we would thank the people who, who wrote in, and I do want to do that. So, um, I've got uh, four people here who I'd like to thank. I do. Apply, I, I think that's everybody who contacted us. I don't know that anybody else um, wrote in and said that they you're um, listening. If you have heard yeah. all of them and didn't bother writing in, shame on you.
2: Or if you did write in and we missed it, let us know and we'll thank you in another two weeks. Yeah. Or give yeah. us a call
0: if, on O4 and, um, yeah, just...
1: Just yell abuse when you call yeah. so that we know it's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Carol from Sydney.
0: Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Carol from Sydney?
1: Yep. I mean, there might
0: be more than one Carol from Sydney out there, but I do seem to recall us banning Carol from Sydney from listening to this show. So, if she says she's listened to every episode, I certainly hope that's not true.
1: No, I doubt... Anyone would have the audacity to, to, to go against your direct instructions, Dan. So well, it I must hope be... not to. Well, um, you know, uh, in
0: that case, uh, welcome new Carol.
1: <laughs> from a different Sydney.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we're glad you like the show and I hope that you'll respect our wishes. Unlike <laughs> some other Carols.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Carol from Sydney, um, Simon, Phil and Darcy, thank you for writing in and thank you for listening Um, Not everybody, uh, they haven't all listened from the beginning I don't know if there's anyone who actually listened to episode one And then continued all the way through to now Like as in from the beginning It would be
0: strange if somebody listened to episode one And then wanted to hear episode two
1: I agree Mm. And I mean, it's a different Carol from Sydney But had the the original Carol from Sydney been allowed to continue listening Mm -hmm. Maybe she would have been one of those people Possible But yeah, if you actually have listened from episode one Um to now, in order, like as they came out,
0: without going Please. back, you mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, Please not just write in let us in
0: episode fifty, and then going back. If you've yeah, been with us just... the whole time, we'd love to hear that too. Don't get yeah, me wrong; just... if you've just heard them all, we'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, yeah. Not Fuck, to, if this not is the to... first episode. Write in. Tell us why you don't like our podcast. I mean,
1: if you started in like the seventies and went back to number one and listened through, like I got even in more
0: seventies where we all had flares on.
1: I'm amazed
2: and and grateful. So I'm not not to belittle that that achievement. <laughs> I'm also amazed that you, if you did start at 70 then went back to episode 1 and then managed to make it back to 70 I'd be amazed I'm trying to do yeah. that
0: with a podcast at the moment but the new updated podcast app on the iPhone doesn't tell you when you've listened to something if you stream it so because I was mm. too dumb to work that out initially right. and write down what episode I was up to every night when I go to listen to the next one I go fuck was I up to 108 or was it 208 Like, it's infuriating. (laughs) Tell me what fucking podcasts I've listened to, iTunes. Don't go back and take out stuff you used to have.
2: That's a big one to take (laughs) out.
0: Oh, they've taken out bigger ones. They've taken out being able to go... Anyway, I'm not going to go on a rant. Everyone knows how much I hate fucking iTunes (laughs) and every little branch off of iTunes. (laughs) Podcast app. (sighs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put you all through it.
1: So, yes, to those of you um, who have listened, thank you very much. Um, and to the four we mentioned, very special thank you for writing in. Um, and I'm pretty sure I can think of people um, who've listened to all of them who didn't write in for some reason. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. Well, it's fine and it's anyway. not fine.
2: Um, well, it may yeah. just be that they're a little bit behind in their podcast yeah. listening. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. we
1: can
0: forgive them for that. But if you have listened to them yeah. and you've heard us asked to write in and you haven't written in, well, you're just a fuckwit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this if was you've your chance. Deliberately <laughs> gone against our wishes,
0: it. then. Well, I mean, there's nothing else we can say other than what do you want we as We'll just stop listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, well, um, shall we? Yeah. Well, to some my news. only news
0: is that um, I've now played. Fifty-five hours of Civ V this week. Um, well, Just you, this when week. did you give it to so me? So since a week since ago. Last a week, week and a bit ago. Uh,
1: yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. So we discussed yeah. it last week yeah. on the show,
0: and well, I was up, to, I was up to thirty hours yeah. last week. So you, but I've added a further twenty-five right, okay. hours yeah. this week. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: Okay. In a week. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: I'm uh, playing as the French right now, focusing on um, oh. diplomacy trying to get my science <laughs> up enjoying it
1: cool yeah awesome it is a great game i um i actually after hearing you talk about it last week i, I kind of wanted to go back and play civ 5 instead of the um expand the yeah, the, expansion, space the new one um beyond earth yeah um but i spent a lot of money on is it, that so a full price play the new one. game the so. beyond earth it is, yeah. yeah. It's quite different. Like, um, I mean, it's it's not. Sp- Isn't the difference is you're in space? <laughs> no, the, well, yes, and you're on a on a different, pl- like you're on a planet, different planet to Earth, and and but. Bo-
0: and you're trapped with Chris and Stuart, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but the whole technology tree is different because it's based in the future, right? And sure, um, the whole storyline is different. Like instead of the story of earth it's the story of um all the nations of earth that were left as the earth disintegrated um, oh. e- each sent up a ship to colonize the planets and so you've got uh, i don't know, i can't remember how many but there's uh, a number of these different ships and they all represent different countries and did uh, beliefs and stuff
0: i mean dare i ask matt but hmm. did did we survive
1: are there White Australians people? up there? Oh, right.
0: No. Oh, okay, let's not make this a race thing, Matt. I just mean people from our neighbourhood.
1: Right. Um,
0: are they representing Western Sydney up there, is what I'm asking?
1: Yeah, I don't think they are, I'll be honest. Right. I haven't encountered a, ra- I a race. I would be surprised if we were the uh, first to go. I haven't encountered a civilization that struck me as particularly Australian.
0: Mm, shame.
1: So, hmm. It's a I shame, don't think American
0: companies always do Aussies so well.
1: Civ 5 <laughs> doesn't have Australia in it, either. Not Although, as
0: I mean, it, as a continent, it does.
1: Yeah, yeah, but not as a as a. But not as a as an empire. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't really know if we have an Australian empire. We tried. <laughs> we tried to make one.
1: I think in um, the Steam Workshop you can get add-ons which add Australia and and things like that. Really. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can add all sorts of Just weird soldiers shit.
0: Soldiers in a Cubra hats.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that that could be a segment. Actually, we can go through all the various Steam Workshop files for different games and see what fucking weird shit people have made i want to um uh, i want to mod skyrim i i was looking at my steam library for some reason the other day and i clicked on skyrim and i was like oh man i really want to play some more skyrim and then it pops you know pops up and shows you the workshop stuff and uh man there's so much stuff in there what is there well like you get custom, like new cities new Really, new armor, new weapons. Like you can customize the the armor and the, like the way people look and everything. Like, cause, can I, mean, I
0: can I customize it so that everybody in Skyrim is a Hasidic Jew?
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> because if there is that, I'm doing it and I'm playing through Skyrim again from the start.
1: <laughs> All right, you could probably do something like that. know there's, there there's
0: dragons. No way.
1: There are some. Um, we
0: can't afford to pay you, but could you possibly fight the dragons for us? <laughs>
1: There's um, some practical mods on there. I noticed, like uh, one of the top ones is you know you get those stones, the floating stones in mm-hmm, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. The the bit they're all bits of a big stone that have been shattered or something. Um, it adds quest markers for those, so Ooh. you can so yeah, so you can actually you can find them. them. Yeah, because it's I mean you find them by accident. Pretty fucking difficult without it. Yeah, mm. yeah, like because that world is is enormous. So oh, so good. Yeah, so. um there's that and then yeah like you can add like there's one that was like a tree house a hermit's tree house you can add and <laughs> yeah um,
2: yeah so the it's workshop amazing stuff, what are, people can do with these games these days
1: I know um, like I, I I know that back when people were modding Quake and, and all that mm-hmm. um, I feel like it, it was sort of they weren't given the tools back then they had to create the tools you know yeah. whereas and they came up with some great stuff but now like the the smart game developers, like um, Bethesda with the Elder Scrolls stuff, they just give you the tools, and so like people just make all this cool, crazy shit. Like any- I do
0: remember when Dave was fucking around with Quake, and I was over and playing it. And when every time you killed someone, they went,
3: "No, piss off." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, people made like uh, Simpsons turtle conversions of Doom, and and the Alien um, Doom was Alien Doom or Quake?
2: Dave uh, would know. Fuck. I remember Quake Rally. I used to love that game.
1: Quake Rally?
2: Yeah. Like a racing game? It was a racing game, <laughs> but in Quake.
0: In the Quake world? Yes. Wow.
1: See, that's, that's just amazing mm. that someone managed to do that.
0: I tried to build my school with the level edit in... Uh, or our school, I should say, Luke. <laughs> uh, with the level edit in um, Duke 3D, because it was a bit more sophisticated in its... Uh, or I should say it was just a bit more user-friendly... And you didn't, know how to, didn't need to know how to do anything. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You just made a shape and clicked on textures. And so I made our school. How was it? Uh, well, the scope of it was limited. Mm. Uh, and you couldn't go upstairs onto yeah, levels well, above where you'd just been. Yeah. You kind of had to teleport into different places. Hmm. So I ended up just making the quad as like an outdoor arena. You know, with the gym on one side and the classrooms on the other side and the office at one end.
2: Mm. So so you just made sort of an open area with buildings around it.
0: Correct. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What do you want from me? I want a mod. (laughs) I'm not going to give you a mod, alright? Fine. It's the best I can fucking do. I'm not a programmer.
1: Alright, fine. In disturbing news... um, A California highway patrolman, Mm. um, after pulling over a woman on suspicion of DUI, she was detained, um, briefly arrested, is is the wording, um, Mm -hmm. on suspicion of DUI uh, in late August 2014 in California, um, and I assume she was taken to the station, um, whereupon one of the officers asked her for her phone, which is an iPhone, and then asked... Mm -hmm for undisclosed reasons, asked for the passcode for the phone, which she gave... Yeah,
0: that's, that's the part that I find a bit weird, because it's fair enough that they want to confiscate your phone, but why do they need to go through your shit if what they've pulled you over for is a DUI?
1: Well, I mm. mean, I, it, I don't think he's really explained why... And, and, I mean, it doesn't really say why she gave them the passcode either. I assume she was sure. just trying to be compliant. Well, um, because yeah.
0: she was cooperating with the police, uh, I assume. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, it turns she found out later, after she had received her phone back, that after she'd been released and everything, that um, presumably they had gone through the phone um, and found some photos of her topless and in her underwear. And um, being a genius, the police officer in question had just messaged them to himself. (laughs) He just texted (laughs) himself with them. So, uh, Uh... genius. So, yeah, she came forward... Uh, and he's understandably pressing charges, and um, I think he's resigned now, and he's
2: apologised <laughs> rightly. So it's um, yeah. got here. It looks like someone went to get a statement from the where he works, and they've gone. We've got no comment as he no longer works with us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. You fucked up, buddy. But what? Oh mm. man, what did he like?
0: Well, he received a 180-day suspended sentence, three years of felony probation, and must speak at a community violence situations class and tell everybody what he did. <laughs> I assume that's one sentence, as in he's tells everybody at the class, not he must speak at the community violations situation class, comma, and tell everyone what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I.e. at some point he'll be telling us.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like how she Jane Doe says she never gave him permission to access the photos in her phone and she never gave him permission to send nude photographs of herself to his phone. Of course she didn't.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, let this be a lesson to any um, any officers out there listening. Um,
2: Delete the evidence.
1: Yeah, or just plug it into the computer and copy them off that yeah. way. Fuck. Sign sake. In,
2: just email it to yourself and then look out of your account. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Luke's done this before. <laughs> yeah, you can, right. um Or, I mean, if you're going to text them to yourself, delete the text message afterwards.
2: Yeah. Many ways least. to not
1: get caught doing this. I mean, come on, you're a police officer, aren't you? Well, not What's, anymore. Just Bluetooth
0: well, them to yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's
0: no there's no paper trail for Bluetooth.
1: Yeah. No. I just uh, I don't know how he thought that he was not going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very strange. Anyway.
0: Can you airdrop something anonymously?
1: Um, you probably can. One now. iPhone to the next. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it keeps. A, I don't have an iPhone anymore. I don't know if it keeps a history. But I mean, you can delete text messages though. Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's very, very. It's just sloppy. I don't sloppy. know if it goes into details, but what did she see in a phone that the messages were sent? And call the number and go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She called the number. He didn't answer, but then she followed it up. Um, and. Uh, here we go. Five days later, according to the warrant, she looked at her iPad at home and saw on the Messages app that six photographs had been sent to a, to a 707 area code phone number that she did not recognize. Those photos showed her in various states of undress uh, and included topless shots and others in which she wore a bikini or underwear. Two of the photos included a female friend <laughs> engaged <laughs> in similar poses. Wow. So, yeah.
0: You know what? <laughs> Maybe we have to cut this guy a little break. <laughs> I mean,
1: i wonder if actually
0: some girl's phone you've arrested. She's standing over there in handcuffs. You're going, "Oh, look! I'll just better make sure that there's no uh, extenuating circumstances here." Hmm. And then, uh, then you see this pictures, not only of her topless, but a little bit of lesbian action too.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, not a
0: human that might come But up as Luke court? said, delete the fucking text.
1: Well, see, I, I wonder now because. Um, it, it she never, says that in her, on her iPad, in the Messages app, um, she saw it, not yeah. on the phone. So I'm wondering if, you know, because... Perhaps he did. It and synchronizes it and anyway. everything. Yeah, he's deleted yeah. it from the phone, not realizing that it's all in the cloud now, and yeah. uh, it wasn't deleted from, from the cloud.
2: So this is where you log into your email, yeah. forward the pictures to yourself, then log out of your email. <laughs> Problem yep. solved. Yep. She so can't then log into your email. This is why Logs we have Luke in. on the show. Yeah, yes. that's right.
1: He's a professional...
0: Explaining how to commit sex crimes in startling detail.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
2: <laughs> um, oh, I just I've just read the next the next article and I need to know more.
0: You want to hear about the terrorists from Middle Earth?
2: Yes.
3: Hmm.
0: Right. So, um, a kid has been suspended—a nine-year-old kid—from elementary school in Texas. Home of the Intellectually Superior, <laughs> um, for bringing the One Ring to class. Yep. Uh, the, what do you mean by f- the One Ring? Well, he had uh, a little replica ring of mm-hmm. uh, the One Ring from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the the gold ring with the uh, elven writing yeah. engraved. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a um, magical ring, isn't it?
0: Yeah, magical ring. Well, yeah. that's precisely the problem, Matt. Um, oh, when I first read the headline, I thought perhaps the school mistook Elvin for Arabic, and you know wasn't <laughs> sure what was going on there. But it's even dopier than that. Um, yeah. He came to school with the ring on because he saw the Hobbit over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the how the do, how do they
1: Vikings. know he was there?
0: Well, <laughs> how do they even know he was you, there? Do you raise a valid point, Matt? Because um, when a kid puts on a ring. Mm -hmm. And pretends to be a hobbit. Yeah. He also pretends to be invisible. Yeah. You would know. And he tells other kids. Yeah. Exactly right. Tells other kids that he's got a ring that makes him invisible and that he could make them invisible too and have special powers.
2: The type of shit that nine-year-olds say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so he was suspended uh, (laughs) for um, threatening other children with his magical powers.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Suspended for witchcraft
0: correct um his father
1: threatening witchcraft
0: uh has said this quote this is unbelievable kids (laughs) act out movies that they see when i watched superman as a kid i went outside and tried to fly i assure you my son lacks the magical powers necessary (laughs) to threaten his friend's (laughs) existence and if he did i'm sure he'd bring him right back
1: (laughs) it's ridiculous and also uh, i gotta i gotta point out though that it mentions towards the end that um it says unfortunately this isn't the first time kermit elementary has punished aiden for things that seem to only bother texas he once brought his favorite book to school to impress his teacher but the officials freaked out because the big book of knowledge had a section about pregnancy and included an illustration of a pregnant woman in another innocuous incident aiden referred to a black student as black which drew yet another suspension from the school what So, yeah. well, well, I I mean, that one, that one needs to be women. based
0: on context, I guess But a nine-year-old, you know I think you can let racial quips slide at that age, surely
1: Yeah, well, I guess they felt that, um, I don't know Pregnancy is a bit dirty, maybe I mm. no idea I
0: think maybe a Texas school saw the big book of knowledge And just felt really threatened by it There's
2: probably some Darwinism in there yeah, But it's big right. I thought they'd like it because it was big
0: yeah, I think their yeah. big book of knowledge in that part of the world is uh, the Bible.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's pregnancy in that, and also
1: you know they don't like being—they well, don't like the guilt trip that comes with pointing out that someone's black because it just makes yeah, them all right. feel guilty.
0: There are no blacks in the Bible. We know that, but Luke's right. There is pregnancy. Yeah. In fact, there's a scene where a dude impregnates both of his underage daughters.
1: <laughs> yep. When are we going to see Ridley Scott make that movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Soon, I hope. Well, that's ridiculous, and I'm uh, I'm glad uh, I wasn't raised in Texas because I would have been. I don't know what would have happened because I I used to come up with some crazy shit when I was a kid.
0: Oh yeah, man! Your stories would not have flown at no. school. No, I would have been
1: I would have been tarred and feathered.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have I spoken on this podcast, I'm sure I've told you as friends, but I don't know if I've said it publicly, about (laughs) the phase that I went through when I was in year one, and this will surprise nobody who Mm -hmm. knows me. I went through an absolute fascination with nudity and (laughs) wrote story after story after story in creative writing class about famous people and characters... Suddenly, finding themselves in the nude. <laughs> like I wrote, Ghostbusters in the nude. Yep. Superman in the nude. Mm-hmm. And just every week, like my poor teacher must have been like, "Please, no more nudity, please." I don't know how to fucking talk to this. How did they this. become nude? Was well, for like- example, the Ghostbusters one? They were all in the showers when Janine hit the buzzer, right? And they just ran, grabbed their proton packs, slid down the pole, Is that got a into euphemism? the Ecto one, hey, and drove to the site. And it was only when they got out of the car. To bust the ghosts, they right. realized, "Holy shit, we're naked!" Classic, yeah. And no. I think it was because of movies like Police Academy, and you know the scene where the guy's in the shower and ends up outside. And I think in Police Academy <laughs> Two, he ends up further, and Police Academy Three, he ends up like in a bar, it's, like somewhere ridiculous. Right? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, I think so. And you, you're think, influenced like by a, that kind it's like of like a comments. running
0: gag. No, no, yeah. it's not that I was influenced. It's that when I was like when I was nine. That was the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> right. Somebody naked out in public was just the funniest thing in the world. So I wrote right. this omnibus of, of Nudity. nudity-based stories using licensed characters.
1: Well, I used to combine, uh, as you guys, I'm sure, know, I still have these books um, here. My mum kept them. God bless her. Mm. Um, I used to combine your normal childhood um, characters like the Muppet Babies, uh, and uh, I was very into Doctor Who and Star Wars and things like that. Um, GI Joe, uh, but I used to combine them with um, with horror movies. So <laughs> you would yeah, have right. One of my most the
0: Muppet Blay babies get slaughtered, do they?
1: Yeah, I, li- uh, I I used to illustrate them as well. Um, <laughs> and I one of my most famous stories was um, Doctor Who versus the Living Dead. In which, oh, in which an army truck carrying canisters must of thing. mustard gas um, <laughs> takes a corner too sharp um, and a, a, a canister of mustard gas rolls off the back of the truck into a cemetery and the gas is released, and which causes zombies to rise from the grave. And obviously the doctor has to come in and sort that out. Um, there was yeah. also... Um,
0: I uh, would watch the shit out of that, Matt. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah yeah no mistake Stephen moffat if you're listening give me a call we can (laughs) show you the rights to it um uh, i wrote muppet babies versus um the mutant garden or something like that basically the muppet babies were literally torn limb from limb by these giant (laughs) muppet eating plants and i lost yeah yeah and i i had illustrations (laughs) of gonzo with like
2: his his arms and legs ripped off and Probably anyway, normally, when it's sort of like something like that, like the Muppets versus something, the Muppets normally come out win. Not so in so that story. <laughs>
1: my stories. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, yeah, they called my parents in, and uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, my if parents you're in Texas, got called. be suspended. Yeah,
0: yeah. My parents got called into the school uh, in kindergarten because I'd paint all these beautiful, colorful pictures, and then just paint over the entire canvas with black. <laughs> and yeah. when the teacher said why I'd say It's at night
1: Yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right Nothing sinister
0: <laughs> And she'd be like But then why did you paint it first And I'd be like Well they're there yeah. You just can't see them Because it's night Like I understood what night meant
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be Superman in the dark if Superman wasn't there Correct,
0: (laughs) but I can just imagine the teachers just looking at me painting these pictures And being like, oh, that's beautiful And then just seeing me just dipping the big brush in black (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, um, even I'd assume the kid was depressed
1: Like Johnny from The Fast Show Black, black, yes, 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 (laughs) Yes, exactly. got to make it all black
0: You mentioned Muppet Babies Yeah did I tell you I watched an episode of Muppet Babies about three weeks ago? <laughs> no,
2: no. Only
1: because it
0: popped into my head that Muppet Babies was a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, like, I kind of forgotten it existed. And roughly the time it popped into my head and I remembered it existed, I also thought, well, we're kind of living in an age now where everything is on YouTube, so I could probably go and watch one. And so I did. And I remember in the opening credits for the Muppet Babies, there were shots with Star Wars spacecrafts chasing the Muppet babies. Right. And so every single episode, I'd hope it was that one. <laughs> right. When I was a kid and it never was. I don't know if I ever saw it. Hmm. So I typed into YouTube Muppet babies Star Wars. And it's all there. The episodes there for you to watch. Right. And what's weird, so the, the have I talked about this before? I'm I getting don't a think weird so. I don't think so No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe
1: you're so, that guy from last week.
2: Yeah, that's
0: right.
1: Saying that now, <laughs>
0: um, but the premise is nanny. Remember, there's a nanny. Yeah, yeah. She brings in. She's dead. A video camera. Well, actually, she's not the only one who's dead. Okay. <laughs> so I'll segue for a sec, right? Right. So the Muppet Babies. Basically, the premise is that all the cast of the Muppet Show were raised together by a nanny as <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess because in the Muppets, there's only one girl, Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. and the rest are boys, that they thought for a kid's show, they should mix it up a bit, right? hmm So, Scooter, it's Scooter, right? Or is it Skeeter?
1: Skeeter Scooter. Yeah, I think it's Scooter.
0: Yeah. In the Muppet Babies, Scooter has a twin sister.
3: Right. Oh. Who,
0: by the time the Muppets is on and they're grown up, is gone. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like at some point between the Muppet babies and the Muppets She's Gouda's twin sister dies. Jesus.
1: <laughs> well we can and should all assume now <laughs> that she was murdered by yeah. by large mutated plants. Or that somebody Oh yeah.
2: I was thinking something to do with Kermit, and because he's so powerful, everyone's keeping it quiet. (laughs) He's so powerful.
0: Also, we kind of skimmed over the fact that the school in the last story was called Kermit Elementary School. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone got anything to say on that, or is that just a given and we move on? (laughs) Forgot about that. But anyway, I digress. So, Nanny brings in a video camera, and they all try to make movies, and everyone's got an idea of what movie they want to make. And then someone says, I know what movie we'll make. We'll make Star Wars. It's been done. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but they do it again. And it's um, it's just the Muppets acting out the characters from Star Wars, and then it cuts to kind of the... You know, it becomes real. Their imagination takes over and it becomes real. Right. It becomes a real movie. Yeah. And there's actual footage from the film. Oh, really?
1: Episode. Yeah. Wicked. Really?
0: And it's so weird because you think of star wars like footage and even the real names and stuff being really really protected by like lucas yeah um and I, mean, I guess he was always affiliated with the muppets but it's alarming just how direct the references are
2: huh. okay i'll look it up later because well, yeah, they did have like mark hamill on the muppets and things like that yeah and then yeah. um, three
1: two and a uh, three two the fuck? 3PO yeah, and R2 Good old
0: 3-2 Our old favourite 3-2
1: <laughs> 3-2 And RPO <laughs> This is
0: why you lost Star Wars Trivial Pursuit Matt
1: Welcome to Dyslexic Star Wars
0: <laughs> Well there's not a 2-3 either
1: God, I haven't had any so, drink This evening either What's going
0: on? Maybe that's it Maybe you are just dehydrated. hydrated <laughs> That's what's
1: wrong I'm too sober <laughs> um,
0: But for example I worked at Fox Studios Australia From 99 to 2001 right mm-hmm. and George Lucas was popping in quite constantly to prep for Star Wars episodes two and three which they filmed there um, but I worked I didn't work in the part where they were filming of course that was mm-hmm. like 20 I worked in the part where they just took you on a tour and the CEO had asked George Lucas for permission to build a Star Wars attraction you know, a ride or something you walked through and experience. Right. And George Lucas said to him, no, I don't give you permission because I want people to believe Star Wars really exists somewhere up in space.
3: What? And if we build a ride,
0: they'll know it's fake. But, I mean, Star Tours has been fucking on for years,
1: right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, although not not as long... I mean, it would... It would Post date that, what you're talking sure. about. So, was there
0: nothing else before then of Star Wars? I mean, that, would, I <laughs> I had that Star might Wars threaten people's
1: idea <laughs> that it's real. That maybe it was just a movie. That documentary, Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. Weird.
0: Yeah, weird. I mean, he's well, a weird guy. He's copying it a lot lately, actually. Yeah, George. should we
2: actually... We forgot to mention this last week with his... Yeah,
0: Luke, why don't you take us through what's been happening in George Lucas News? Do we have yeah. a jingle for George Lucas News?
1: George Lucas News. Oh, George Lucas News.
2: <laughs> nice. Well, he recently came out and spoke of a magazine about how he'd actually written, written out what he thought seven eight nine should be about and gave that to Disney when he sold it to them. For free. You can have for that. for free. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, Disney just went, Thanks for that, George, and threw it away. <laughs> we saw I hope he they threw it the... away in front of him too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just I hope just think was that's how it happened. On one I'll... of those yellow notepads that we saw him write the Phantom Menace first yeah. and only draft on.
1: I'll just yep. I'll just file that with these letters from David Prowse offering to be in the new film.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about David Prowse in this episode too.
2: Yeah, I'm good. Foreshadowing. Good. Yeah, but I don't know. I know when we were talking about this in email, like Matt, you said like you don't know whether you should feel sorry for him and stuff. Sort of, no, he brought this on himself. Last I know, but it's this. just like,
1: it, it. You know, like it, that's happened. Disney's publicly saying, oh, he gave us a bunch of crap and we threw it in the bin. And then, not only that... Well, it's not... He, Disney's not saying it. He said it. No, I know, but... Well, yeah, okay. Fine. I have a bunch
0: scripts I didn't want them.
1: Yeah. Was that
0: George it, Lucas or was that Owen Wilson?
1: <laughs> I think maybe they're the same person.
0: <laughs> I would love to see Owen Wilson play George Lucas.
1: <laughs> well... Yeah, and then and then you know everyone's there was that article about people asking him if he's seen the new trailer, and he was like, "No, why would I watch that?
2: Fuck you all, oh, no." Yeah. <laughs> that was not what he said. What he said was he only watches trailers at the movies. He only watches trailers for movies he likes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that
0: what he said? Because I read that as why would I not interested? Yeah. No, no. Star Wars. Since when
1: it. do we care about the truth, Luke? <laughs> oh,
0: Speaking I, I, of the I, I, truth. Hmm. George Lucas says he'd written the scripts for seven, eight, and nine, but he also said he wrote those in the seventies. Yeah, that's true. So, are these the same scripts, or are these new versions? Well, he or is also this said the one he wrote. He said there were twelve.
2: He also wrote said he wrote episode one, two, and three in the seventies. Well, and, and also two. I've
1: written this one. We're going to go with my first draft. Also, I'll try and find this because I I think it's really interesting. I don't know if we discussed it before. I'll try and find it for the show notes. He also says that nobody knew what. Vader actually said, except for, for Mark Hamill and James Earl Jones and him, mm. except...
0: No, I know what you're going to say.
1: Before they even had the title for the second film, while they were still doing promotion for Star Wars, the original, there's an interview with David Proust in a magazine or newspaper where he basically outlines the plot for like the whole rest of the series. He, he says that Darth Vader is Luke's father mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, like he's gonna chop Luke's hand off and Luke's gonna have to become a Jedi and all this kind of stuff. And it's from it's from like well before Empire. So Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think that's probably one additional reason they don't get along. There's yeah. also
0: an interview with Mark <laughs> Hamill where he where he spills the beans on that shit. Right. From like just after they did well not just after because first off Lucas commissioned um not Timothy Zahn, who's the other one? Who's the other prolific author of Star
2: Wars? Oh, um, Foster, Alan Dean Foster. Yeah, Alan Dean mm. Foster.
0: Commissioned Alan Dean Foster to do... Um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah, which was the unofficial <laughs> sequel. That's right. Which was going to be... <laughs> looks buzzing in like it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars like, trivia. Yeah. Um, and if he couldn't get the studio to fund sequels, he was going to do Splinter, Splinter of the Mind's Eye as like a low-budget indie project.
1: Because Splinter is, is... Is that something about... It's got the stone, the magical stone that gives him powers or something? Uh, yes. The Crystal. Yeah. Kyber Crystal. Yeah.
0: Kyber crystal. Yeah, yes. um, yeah, basically, it continues directly on from the end of Star Wars. Luke and Leia are still together. It doesn't feature Han Solo at all <laughs> because nope. um, Harrison Ford had not signed on for sequels. Ah. But Mark and Carrie had. So... It's about Luke and Leia. They're not brother and sister. They're still in fact. Just going Luke's on an actually adventure. trying
2: to check her out while she's changing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, That's right. Of course. Um, and Darth Vader's still chasing it, basically.
1: Right. Well, speaking of potentially, well, we're going to talk about Star Wars again. Um, yeah. Somewhere into this, uh, and I, 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 there's the danger for this to get a bit dry. Um, but I don't. Hopefully, we can <laughs> just keep it goofy. That's no, what no. Said. <laughs> um, the film Gravity. Uh, mm. most of you will know, uh, was was a big film last year. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it won the Academy Award for most forgettable film of the year.
1: Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. A lot of people were. Um, were they,
0: though?
1: Well, apparently. Not on this podcast. I think it did all right. <laughs> no, not on the podcast. Um, but it's now come to light that um, many years ago, in 1999, I believe...
0: That is many years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, well, prior to that, there's a woman by the name of Tess Gerritsen who wrote a novel called Gravity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, pre 1999, she wrote this novel, and it's about a female astronaut on the International Space Station who, due to some accidents and such, gets stuck up there. And, um, her, you know, like there's all this mayhem and mischief, and she has to try and get back to Earth. So,. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a company called uh, some subsidiary of new line um mm-hmm. productions um purchased new the f- film rights sorry yeah new line yeah purchased um the film rights from her with a contract that said if it was turned into they paid her like a million dollars or something and then if the film got made she would get a production bonus of five hundred thousand dollars along with a share of profits and Um, A share of profits means nothing because films aren't profitable, but she should have got 500 grand Mm -hmm. from from the film. Oh, and a a based-on credit for the film.
0: Yeah. Which is almost more important than the money.
1: Correct. Yeah, because it's a claim, and it could help her get more stuff. So, um, from her point of view, the film progressed for a bit, and she wrote a bunch of additional stuff. She worked on the screenplay and wrote stuff that wasn't in the book, stuff about, in the third act... um, where the satellite debris destroys the International Space Station, and the female astronaut is alone adrift in her spacesuit and has to, to try and make her way back down to Earth. Like that that part of it wasn't in the original, but that was written by her for the new screenplay. Okay. Um, and then at some point, um, they just said, Oh, we're not going to proceed. So it was all shelved.
0: Mm-hmm. And she
1: was like, Fine, and went on with her life.
0: Yeah, so she took her fee for having sold it.
1: Yeah, which, not inconsiderable, a million dollars. Yeah. You know, not bad. Um, And she went on her way. And then, in around 2008-2009, Alfonso Um, Cuaron wrote the the script for Gravity, the film which uh, was released last year um, to somewhat critical acclaim, as far as I'm aware. People liked it, didn't they? I thought people loved it.
0: Well, it won a bunch of Oscars, but I mean, who the fuck knows? Yeah. All right.
1: Well, it did well anyway, as far as I'm aware.
0: Yeah. I'm fairly sure it did. Everyone's
2: aware of it. So anyway, they put it this was film. boring
0: out. as
1: fuck. Yeah, so
2: did I. I've still yet to watch it. Don't yeah. bother.
1: Yeah. But anyway, they put the film out and then a lot of people said to her, Oh, is that the film based on your book? And she said, no, it's, there's some similarities, but you know, it's not like, um, you know, Maybe someone remembered it or whatever, but it's not, you know... So, she's not... It's not copyright infringement or anything like that, let's say. Yep. It's different enough that she was like, Oh, it's, maybe it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Except, she apparently found out recently that um, Alfonso Curran, Cuaron... own fucking... Alfonso... Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> was originally working on her the adaptation of her book. Mm. So... She's now suing, not for copyright, but for um, breach of contract, which states that if the film is based on her book, which it appears it might, it may well be, because mm. um, he was working on the adaptation of her book of a called Gravity, which is about mm. a woman
2: stranded in space, and now he's made a film about that God later on. Gravity. yeah, that's sort of, that's not a project that's been stopped. That's a project that's sort of more, more sort of put on hold for a few years. Yeah. And so
1: well, she's here's saying the thing. She's saying it, she deserves the based on credit and the money. That's Look, that's her she, that's her version.
0: She probably does deserve that, but here's why she probably won't get it. Yeah. Because uh, it's more complicated than, than she's making out. So mm. number one, uh, she sold the rights of her book to New Line Cinema who have since been bought out by Warner Brothers. Yes. She sued Warner Brothers for breach of contract. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers quite rightly said, "Nothing to do with us. We didn't have a contract with you. We don't know who you are." Right. So, right off the bat, she's suing the wrong people. Well, so her I she, see no, what you mean, lost, but also she, she I She lost see... that court case. No, 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 I can see why she's angry, but here's what she's doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure. She lost the court case against them. She has 20 days to file an appeal with new evidence. Basically, the judge said, you can't sue a company you didn't have a contract with for breach of contract. And contracts with a company that's been bought and um, dissolved are null and void. Yeah. So, it leaves the fact that they still should have credited her for the, the writing of the film. Yeah, well... Or at least it's a bit dubious that Alfonso Cuaron read a script called Gravity and then less than a decade later wrote a script called Gravity with the same premise.
1: Yeah, and I think... And and also, they haven't tried to deny that in any of the... as, As far as I'm aware, they haven't tried to deny that that happened. All they're denying is that that contract is still in place. They've said... Well, that contract uh, is null and void now. They haven't said no. It's not based on your book, which
0: yeah, that's right. Which is a bit,
1: and especially because he has said, um, Alfonso has said that he and his and his son wrote the script and came up with the whole story and everything together. Which yeah, that's right. You could interpret that based on the general concept. They sat down and they they rewrote and that kind of thing. But that's not really what he said. So it is a bit. I don't know. It just seems a bit. I don't, know. I don't like it. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's not very. Yeah. It's not very nice. And look,
0: they haven't plagiarized her, no. necessarily, because they mm. did buy the rights to this.
1: No, she admits that that they. She's not suing them for copyright. And someone, other people have said, well, well, if the contract's null and void, then they don't have the rights anymore, and she could sue them for copyright. And, but it's not. It's too different. She'd never win. Like, it's not the book anymore. It's something. Well, that's right. Different. That's the
0: thing. When Warner Brothers commissioned this film. Written by Alfonso Cuaran and his son, yeah, for him to direct. It they weren't purchasing the rights of a book; they were just purchasing a fully written screenplay. She's going to yeah. sue anyone. She should sue Alfonso Cuaran.
1: Yeah, but again, stealing her fucking story. Well, she probably won't win though because it, it, it's it's different. She, even she admits the film doesn't really ha- like. Uh, there's there's you know basic. Similarities, but it's not enough to win a copyright case. I don't think. Yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't think anyway, and it doesn't matter. What I think matters what she thinks. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just all a bit shit, if you ask me. And I can see why she's upset. Um,
0: yes, I can too. Unfortunately, though, this is kind of the way things work in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that and, and, and you know what? To-
0: if she got paid initially for this, she came out of it all right. yeah Yeah. I
1: agree because this actually led me on to you you touched on the fact that we're going to talk about it I think Um, something else that I learned this week that I didn't really realize um, before was just how um, they kind of do a bit of a dodgy on the numbers with films and apparently that is a big part of um, the reason David Prowse and George Lucas didn't get on at the end Um, did you know about this? I didn't know about this
0: uh, not to the level that it's outlined in this article. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this this article in The Atlantic came out and basically said that Hollywood movies don't make profits. And what they mean by that, because you might ask, well, don't they make millions of dollars? And you'd be right in a lot of cases. Um, but they pointed out that, for example, the example they used is the Return of the Jedi, that we all love, mm-hmm. uh, even though it came out in 1983 and has made... Almost half a billion dollars. Yeah. um, With an initial budget of thirty-two million, which sounds like a profit, but Mm. technically it's not, because technically, the the company that made the film is called Return of the Jedi Inc. And every new film that is made, a new corporation is made to only manufacture that film. Yeah. And then that film. Pays a fee to whatever studio is its umbrella to release
1: the movie. Distribution fees.
0: Yeah, distribution fees. And so basically, the the way it works. Well, Matt, they they have a good analogy there with a the lemonade stand. Did you want to read that out? Sure. Because I okay. thought that was pretty cool.
1: Okay, so imagine you're running a lemonade stand with your buddy Steve, and your mum says you have to share half of your profits with your sister. But you don't want to. So you pretend your buddy, Steve, is actually a corporation, and you call him Steve Incorporated. And he charges you rent for the stand and the spoon and everything. And then you go home and you say, well, I don't have any money left, Mum, because I had to pay it all to Steve Inc. So there is no profit. I can't share it with my sister. And then um, the money isn't really gone. It's with your best friend, and he just gives you half of it.
0: Yeah, so you're employed by the studio. So you're getting paid your fee. And your back end and your points and everything. So you're covered, but technically your film hasn't made money because everything gets passed up, which is fine uh, because that's just how the system works. And these corporations are done not in any weird, greedy kind of sense. They're They're basically just done to protect studios so that, just say you made a movie and people took it the wrong way and everyone got offended and you just got sued by a bunch of people well you can only sue Return of the Jedi Inc right you can't sue Warner Brothers and so once that company gets goes bankrupt uh, that's it you know like yeah. um, whereas you know a multi-billion dollar company like uh, Warner Brothers um, could suffer quite a bit if they were liable for every little thing that they said yeah, but what it does mean, and what this article is talking about, is David Prowse has come out and said he's not ever been paid any money for Return of the Jedi because there's not been any profits, and he had points off the back end.
1: Yeah, and he and says apparently he, he gets letters from them frequently saying they uh, just the want to let him mate, know still haven't made any money. Yeah, there's no profit. Sorry, so uh, you know, keep hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: look. I'd take this more seriously if it was any other actor yeah, other than I know. David Prowse. I know, Because I know. David Prowse is a troublemaker.
1: I agree. And look, apparently, uh, I learned today that it's common knowledge in the industry that, like, that's worthless. Like, you never agree to a deal like that because it's absolutely worthless and everybody knows this. So, his yeah. agent would never have agreed to this and he was probably paid upfront as well. He oh,
0: just, 100% he would have been. Yeah. He would have been in this film because he was contracted at the first one to be in all three and for those of you who don't know David Prowse is the bodybuilder who's inside the suit of Darth Vader yeah um, he apparently pissed off George Lucas so much after the second film came out that George and him have not spoken since so the very fact that he's in the third one must mean that he was uh, Contra- contractually, contractually obligated to be in it yeah. um, would have 100% been paid and he probably kicked up a stink at the time and to shut him up they promised him points off the back end
3: <laughs> yeah. which
0: no walk on actor would ever be promised yeah so probably this was just a gesture and he's now treating it with more seriousness than it was intended
1: yeah right because it's worthless
0: cuz it's worthless and everyone knew it
1: yeah yeah well it's, and like i said i i mean i just found it really interesting i wasn't aware that that's that's how it worked and that's but people were saying, because um, she mentions uh, in, in the Gravity case, she mentions that um, she was offered the pr- production bonus, but also, um, you know, like a profit share. or I think that's how she worded it. And then everyone was saying, well, that was that was a stupid thing to agree to. And then mm. and everyone was like, well, that's why the, the production bonus is in there. So that she su- was supposed to actually get something because profit is nothing. It's, yes, al- it's almost a bit condescending, really, at, like n- with that knowledge. Like, why even put it in there?
0: Yeah. Here's one little tidbit, though, that I find funny. Luke, I don't know if you've noticed this too, uh, or you, Matt, but on the page of the article, which hmm. is all about David Prowse... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know
1: what you're going to say.
0: Well, there's a picture of Sebastian Shaw.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think... I think Derek Thompson, (laughs) the author of the article, doesn't know who David Prowse is.
2: Yeah. Well, he just just got David Prowse, Darth Vader, there he is. Guy in the suit, done. (laughs) Article, (laughs) type, type, type,
1: spell check, publish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, poor Sebastian Shaw. I mean, he's had half his performance cut out of the special editions because he no longer Ugh. appears as the ghost. Fuck he's that. actually had his eyebrows digitally removed from the one scene <laughs> he's still in. Yep. So I say if he's getting his face out there, power to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, dear. All right, well... Um, yeah, anyway, the gravity thing is just a bit of a shame, and we'll see what happens. Um, the film's boring anyway, so... I don't feel any worse about it. So I, I do like Children of Men, though, so... Disappointing. Children
0: of Men is a great movie and he's made some other really good ones too. Yeah, it's just disappointing to think
1: that he's been a bit bit dishonest.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. How similar is this? Because it's completely plausible that in 1999 he was attached to some script called Gravity about a woman on the ISS. Yeah. And for whatever reason, maybe let's say it wasn't any good. (laughs) It didn't get made, right? Yeah. He'd already had credits. He did um, a bunch of Hollywood movies before that. He'd yet to make his real blockbusters, but he'd made several Hollywood movies. She's made none, and still to this day, she's credited with no other feature films.
1: Yeah, well, she's not right? likely to anymore.
0: <laughs> Some TV work, right? So this is not a Hollywood playout. This is just someone who wrote a book that was optioned by a Hollywood studio. Yeah, he comes along, Alfonso, reads it, passes. The film's put in turnaround, right? Yeah. company gets sold, rights are dissolved, everyone forgets about it. Yeah. He's now a megastar and he's made great movies like Children of Men. His son is a writer and his son says, I want to make a film. And his dad says, well, let's sit down and write one. And then as they're spitting out ideas, his dad says, consciously or unconsciously, um, what about a woman on the ISS? Yeah. Like, that might be the extent of it. Yeah, if yeah. that's all you're taking... That's fair. You don't owe somebody royalties or credit.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And like I say, and also, even if he was aware of where the idea came from, it's not good interview to sit there yeah. and go, oh, there's a book, and then the company also, got dissolved, and that kind of thing. You just go, no, I wrote this with my son.
0: Yeah. And this is probably going into too much detail now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And you did warn us getting dry, but I do know a fair bit about this. So... The arbitration that happens for every single Hollywood film Mm -hmm. is through the Writers Guild of America, the WGA, who go over it with a committee and decide who gets written by, screenplayed by, and based on, on the film. Yeah. Because chances are, a Hollywood film has been written by up to a dozen people doing Rewrites, complete workovers. And it's not necessarily who wrote the last one, who wrote the first one, or even who wrote the most that gets it. It's a whole lot of political stuff. Within the industry, it doesn't stop you from getting jobs if your name's not left off because people know generally who wrote what. But who actually gets their name on screen, written by, screenplay by, or based on a novel by, um, has to tick a lot of boxes. Yeah. And get officially okayed. So it could just be as simple as there just not being enough from this person's script or novel. Yeah. To warrant her getting a credit.
1: Or just that, I mean, Warner probably didn't even know about this.
0: Oh, Warner didn't. That's yeah. That's for sure. No. Warner wouldn't have. It never would have come up. Yeah. Alfonso Cuaron would have walked in with a script that they would have gone, great, let's do it. A similar story is happening uh, with True Detective. Matt, right. did you end up watching True Detective? Not yet, no, well, unfortunately. I really think you'll like it.
1: Yeah, I should, I should. It's
0: about a serial killer, man. Yeah, it's, all it's right. It's exactly your type of thing. <laughs> all right, all but right. But there's a character, without getting anything away from the plot, there's a character who's just down in the dumps and is constantly criticizing humanity and talking about how fucked everything is. Basically, it's Dave.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: But a lot of what he says and he goes on these diatribes from time to time and it came out at some point that a lot of what he said actually comes from a Thomas Ligotti book called The Conspiracy Against the Human Race <laughs> Sometimes actually verbatim or only slightly paraphrased from the actual text of this book <laughs> and there's this huge debate going on in Hollywood at the moment as to whether or not this is plagiarism or copyright infringement, or something. Yeah, Because right. it's not credited at all. Hmm. And, I mean, he doesn't even say, oh, as Thomas Lagotti says. Blah, right, blah, he blah. just says it. Or even so much as he's spouting all this, and then the other character finds a copy of Thomas Ligotti's book next time he's in his apartment. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's no signifier that his... Uh... Quoting someone else
1: As far as anyone's aware That it was written By the writer of the show Correct Right
0: in, in the same way As if you put a quote Into an essay You were writing at uni And didn't cite it For the person Right Who originally said it You would be Remanded for Plagiarism
1: <laughs> Yeah of course
0: So hmm. It's all very Confusing hmm. In that world
1: Well I'm glad I don't have to Decide these things
0: me too. I'm going to watch I'm that I show. Glad I get to just watch the movies. Yeah, I'm going to watch, I'm gonna watch that the,
1: show. Yeah. I do want to. I, I think I think I um, have it available to me. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll yep. have to double check that. Hmm. Um, should we take a moment now uh, just to inform our listeners on how they can get in touch with us? Um, I
0: already did. Oh, f-
1: yeah. Okay, so Ring that's
0: late at night or send pictures of dicks <laughs>
1: or both. <laughs> um, yeah. That is one option um, because we would love to hear from you. Um, if there's anything you'd like or dislike about the show or if you just want to chat, <laughs> can't get in touch. Um, podcast at multiplenergasm.com is the email address.
0: Yep. Or you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash multiplenergasm.
2: There's also Google Plus, which is plus.google.com forward slash. No, I'm not going to give this out. No one's going there. <laughs> just the worst address of
0: no, just go to Twitter at M Nerdgasm.
1: Yep. Yeah. There you go. Or if you go to the website, multiple nerdgasm.com, there is a contact form. Um, and another thing you can do, uh, if you want if you want to support the show, and um, we have a Patreon account which you can find at patreon.com slash multiple nerdgasm. Um as a service where you can you can kinda of, you know pay us a dollar or two for each episode, um, and you can set a cap on how much per month you want to give us so that we can't just put out a hundred episodes and and then run off to Mexico. Wouldn't that um, be good?
0: What with our hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, if you like the show, um, uh, you know, like it, it would be great to um, to try and expand and do more things. So, um, we've set uh, the first milestone we've set is that if we if we get up to twenty dollars an episode, um, we'll guarantee to do a, a two segments every week because sometimes we don't have time for them because you know we will have jobs or whatever. But um, but we guarantee we'll do two of them a week, so you'll get a <laughs> Uh, you know, triple taglines, Coco Kondon, Mark me, you know, two of them a week. So, uh, and then we'll try and think of some other cool milestone goals and, and rewards as well. So, um, so yeah, check it out. A um, dollar an episode's pretty cheap for all the value we give, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Buck a show. I think so. Yeah. A dollar a show. Get on there. So, um,
2: yeah. Also, and- I've got some mugs here. Oh yeah. So if anyone would like a mug, Send us an email and we'll get you one sent out. Yeah, can't argue with that. Hmm? Send us an email, get
1: a mug. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I'd like to, um, I'd like to have a competition as well. Actually, if you guys don't mind.
0: Oh, oh well, go right ahead.
1: Um, I'm a big fan of The Witcher, as you all know, mm. and the listeners probably know by now. And The Witcher Three comes out soon.
2: Yeah, very soon, as long as it doesn't get pushed back again.
1: Yeah, May I think we get we get it now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've got a Witcher shirt Witch t-shirt That I would like to give away To some lucky listener Oh! Um, it is a Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt t-shirt In size large um, And I'm going to give that away And what I would like you The listeners to do in return Is finish a story for me
3: Oh
2: Okay Here's
3: yeah, Witcher it's
1: the Witcher Competition. <laughs> all right, but I want you to—I want you to finish this story. Right, this is a little, little bit of uh, Witcher fan fiction that I've written, and I want the listeners to to finish the story. So here we go. Geralt of Rivia, Witcher, strode into town, the head of the Sasquatch hanging from the hook at his belt, dark blood and deer <laughs> urine still dripping <laughs> thickly onto the stones of the square. I've killed the beast. He approached the Burgermeister and extended the grim trophy as evidence. I'll take the gold now, thanks. There's another matter that requires your attention. The Burgermeister looked sheepish. We'll double the pay. Geralt shrugged. Fine, what do I kill next? A female voice whispered in the crowd and a group of local maidens giggled. Geralt smiled. Perhaps when I return, I can show you. The girls blushed and Geralt winked to the Burgermeister. My hearing is exceptional, he explained. Some... Thing has taken some of our people. What manner of thing? (laughs) We're not sure exactly, but it left tracks. Human looking, but they lead into the swamp. What's in the swamp? Nothing but muck, flies, beasts, and despair. We don't venture in. Well, triple the fee then. And so Geralt entered the swamp, his silver sword at the ready. The trail was not hard to follow, and it was certainly human, or humanoid at the very least. After a time, the humanoid tracks were joined by two additional smaller tracks at the sides. After an hour of <laughs> after an hour of tracking deeper and deeper into the mire, the sound of voices led him quickly forward and into a small clearing on the edge of the bog. Listeners, what did the Witcher find there and how did he deal with it? Answers can be sent in to podcast at multiple or comment on the Facebook page or Twitter if you can be brief. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any way you can contact us is fine. Just uh, send in your answers, and, um, and I'll read one or more out. Um, not next episode, as I mentioned, the episode after, because <laughs> there is a gap. Uh, and we'll the winner give you will, some time. Yeah, the winner will receive a Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt t shirt. Very nice.
0: I think we need to do an Evil Within competition at some point because I am not going to fucking play that again. So there's a copy here that's up for grabs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If one of you guys can think of something...
1: Well, I can add add some. I'll have to check what we've got, but I think we've got some Evil Within merch that we assumed Donald would want. So we can actually sweeten the deal on that too and get rid of some crap from my house.
0: Oh, it could be a prize pack.
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Evil Within
0: (laughs) prize pack. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. A game none of us liked, but you might like.
1: Well, speaking of games, people like. Actually, no. You know what? I've said too much for the moment. No,
0: no. You can go in, or do you want to? We can mix it up.
1: Hmm. How about some? Um, how about some more fanfic? Actually, while we're on the topic.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, where there's some great fan fiction out there, and the internet's kind of become the place to publish your work. You know what I mean? To self-publish. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was alerted to this by a listener who wrote in let me just bring up her email here
1: we can hand it out on the show
0: (laughs) no no, not her email address just her email please 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 talk about this on the next podcast nice so we are um and it's about gay dinosaur erotic fiction (laughs) so I mean dinosaur erotic fiction on its own is pretty amusing as a concept yeah Uh, but gay dinosaur erotic fiction is just well you know just takes it that one step further towards excellence yep Um, so there's a guy called Chuck Tingle and he's written a series of gay dinosaur erotic fiction (laughs) including Taken by the Gay Unicorn Biker (laughs) Space Raptor (laughs) I just saw the cover (laughs) My billionaire Triceratops craves gay ass <laughs> and gay T-Rex law firm executive boner.
1: So this is not even this isn't gay dinosaurs. This is gay men with gay dinosaurs. Is that what this Correct. is?
0: Correct. Well, you want to hear uh, some of the synopses?
2: Yes. Well, I'd okay. love to. Please.
0: Here's the synopsis for My Billionaire Triceratops Craves Gay Ass. <laughs> and if you're wondering, the cover is It seems to be Central Park or some kind of inner city park, there's a very gay-looking man with no shirt on, <laughs> ripped muscles, and behind him is a triceratops with a top hat and a monocle. That's how you know he's a true yeah. um, And here's the synopsis. Even though dinosaur and human relationships are frowned upon, Jeremy finds he can't resist his rich former pet when Oliver takes him out. In fact, they skip right over dinner and go home to have fun with Oliver's Triceracock. <laughs> <laughs> the story just raised so many questions, like, How do dinosaurs kiss? Are triceratops scaly? And why the hell would you skip dinner if your billionaire former pet dinosaur is paying? So, you know, Jesus. It's, uh, it's interesting. You guys want to hear about Gay T-Rex Law Firm Executive Boner? Of
1: course. What a so title! This, <laughs> <that> t- <even> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one's got an even gayer looking topless muscle man on the front <laughs> um, in a boardroom with... Uh,
1: That's the an amazing picture.
0: T-Rex heads on...
1: Uh, the guy on the left is my
3: favourite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and here's the synopsis for this one. Basically, Donnie's boss... Tyson Rex pulls out a contract that will allow the partners (laughs) that will allow the partners T Rex get it
1: yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) they
0: will allow the partners at the firm to run a T Rex gangbang train on Dolly Sullivan's gay human ass for the sum of ten billion dollars even this is a direct quote and Donnie is so tired from his hard day filing paperwork he's like oh well can't do anything about it, and goes along with it, even though he insists he isn't gay and doesn't want to have sex with dinosaurs. And I love how that's one thing, whereas that should be two completely different yeah, I know, issues. Right? Of course, he loves it in the end, but really it's Fifty Shades of Dinosaur Wrong.
1: So if they were female dinosaurs, he'd be up he for it. He might have been up yeah, for it. Yeah.
0: Oh man, he's just getting gayer and gayer. So, Space Raptor Butt Invasion, right, has a raving on the front with no shirt on. (laughs) And these are what look like stock photographs if you type (laughs) into Getty images, right? Right. Poorly photoshopped, deep edged. And behind him is a NASA scientist on a lunar rover. Segway looking thing. Yeah. With a dinosaur head comped on, coming out of the helmet. Like, why is it even wearing a helmet if it doesn't need to breathe? (laughs) According to Space Raptor Butt Invasion, dinosaurs didn't actually go extinct. They just learned how to travel through space. There's a lot of world building in this one. Uh, But, of course, it finally comes along to banging, despite Lance's protestations that he's not gay. Wow. Okay, so... Oh,
2: God. Just...
0: They all claim to be not gay, which is a bit
1: a bit mm. weird. Mm. Mm.
0: But, um, you know, a little unicorn fiction here too.
1: Pounded by the gay unicorn football squad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he is pounded by President Bigfoot, oh, which my gosh. Possibly, possibly could go in uh, Sasquatch news.
1: I think Terry Smallshoe might have to read this book.
0: <laughs> I think Terry Smallshoe should um, read the synopsis.
1: Um, I see if I can get him on the show. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Terry. What you can do, Terry? Terry, wake up! Fuck, come here. What? I need you to just just read this.
3: All right, fucking. Um, how you going? Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, Terry.
2: Yeah, I, who's that? Oh, it's Dan, mate. It's Dan. Uh, and Luke here too, Terry.
3: Oh fuck! Off. Um, sorry, Terry. Yeah. All right. Alan is a hotshot journalist-blogger whose skills involve being a young, hot gay man. Um, (laughs) That's that's basically what his resume says. That is
0: a skill. That is a skill.
3: Um, He nabs an interview with President Garduk Yoldok, a Bigfoot. A Bigfoot? Is this this a non-fiction book? Except here, Uh. interview means sex, which Alan discovers to his delight, despite the fact Bigfoot human relations are taboo. Oh, yeah, they are. Even presidents can't erase all prejudices. Because you know what they say about Big Feet? Yes, this line is in the book. Oh! So he gets a little Sasquatch Purinus inside of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I See, this is this one's got another uh, stock image, gay man. Except what's really disturbing me about this one is that he's obviously shaved his chest at some point in the past and it started to grow back. So it's like, I don't care if you shave your chest or you don't shave your chest. But if you're going... To a model shoot, have it as one or the other. Don't have chest stubble. Yeah, you got
3: to get it waxed the day before. Ugh.
0: Yes, stubble is the worst.
3: Anyway, I'm off. See ya. Bye. Bye.
1: See you, Terry. See you, Terry. See you. Shut the door. Fucking. The guy's useless. <laughs> anyway, Did you what do just I...
0: speak French to him and say "jette la
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, oh, a he's a classy nice. bogan. I wonder if he sells a lot of these. I hope so. Speaking of weird things people have made, um, the latest, the hot new thing in mobile games, apparently, is um, is characters from Frozen giving birth. Yeah, this is so
0: weird. And the only thing that I can think is that this game was three quarters of the way through development, and then somebody said, if we make this the character from Frozen, a million more people will download it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's obviously, it's not an official Disney game. Um, the game is called uh, Anna, uh, or oh, sorry, Anna. It's pronounced Anna in the film. Anna Giving Birth. It's an unlicensed frozen app designed by Oleg Vinogorodov. And um, basically in the game, you deliver Anna's baby via cesarean section.
0: Yeah. it's it. If it wasn't disturbing enough that Anna's giving birth and that you watch it, it's a Caesarean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you watched the video. The game is no longer available. Um, or at least it wasn't available on the Australian store, so I wasn't able to play it unfortunately. Um, I'd be but, surprised if it's a very minute. long. I, I more to, on to, to sort something else a minute more on yeah. that in to a minute. But in this game, if you watch the video, basically a she, um, there and she's pregnant and you you to first give her an inject- injection and then you have to freeze her stomach for some reason. <laughs> and you you her open... And then uh, you use some other magic thing, and then the baby just kind of appears. Um, It's all a bit weird.
0: Completely accurate.
1: Yeah, to be honest, it looks looks like an awful game. So clearly, the the only thing it's got going for it is that it's hilariously. Here's the thing, though.
0: Even if it wasn't Anna from Frozen, Mm -hmm. why would you want to play a mobile game where you gave women caesareans?
1: Well, I wasn't able to play. Um, give uh, fucking Anna, Anna giving birth. Yeah. However, um, I have an Android device and, and Jenna does also. And so we had a look around um, and there are quite a lot of games like this, wow. um, especially on Android. But one that I managed to find that keeping in, in a similar vein, um, it's an Android game called Mum Gives Birth a Baby. Huh. Um, and it stars a character who looks suspiciously like Elsa. From um, Frozen <laughs> <laughs> The other girl From Frozen So this is a, Yeah this is Mum gives birth a baby And this is under The simulation section Of the Android app store Oh god Let me let me read you The description here From Mum gives birth a baby Let's give mum A precious help hand Ready to deliver The packet To the hospital for her Join the mother's room And find all the items On the left side Of the screen And the skills of listening The main test Your doctor And help she delivered Her baby Once the children out, you are going to run a routine inspection to some of the basic measure to make sure that everything is good. He will be careful to put him in his mother's arms. Have a great time in the mother-baby game.
0: See, this is why Apple have made it that not just anyone can upload a fucking game to their app store. Like, this is the exact reason.
1: Um, So I know that Jenna played a bit of this, and uh, I don't think it's... Definitely not her favorite game, and it was a little confusing and hard to control. But um, uh, I just wanted to read some of the reviews that people have left here. Please do. On the Android App Store. Um, Amelia Webster gave it three stars. She says, I suppose it's okay-ish. What is wrong with the child's head anyway? (laughs) Also, on the bit where you have to lotion the human child, it won't work. (laughs) I actually managed to get that far on this phone port of a Flash game.
0: Now, Luke, I don't want you to make any comments at all, because I think if you even weigh in on a game where you have to lotion a child, <laughs> this could come off badly for you and could possibly breach your parole requirements. So yeah. let's just
1: cool it. Um, Ellie Sherlock gives it five stars. My mum and I have been a few hours on the game. Um, this one I like, just because I like to imagine how this happened. This person is called Mercedes Younger Man. <laughs> Mercedes, younger man, and she's written seriously. Why would they make this for younger man, childeren? <laughs> <So, laughs> I like to think that her phone autocorrected because her name is Younger Man <laughs> <laughs> the word young to <laughs> Younger and, Man, and then she's just spelled childeren wrong. So wow. that one made me laugh. Um, Greg Taylor says Elsa gave birth a baby. I put stuff a bag and went a hospitable. I gave Burhit a baby and went back to the Huo's. And um, my favourite is <laughs> okay. this one here uh, by Savannah, Savannah Peters. Um, this is all in capitals. It says... a so yell it. Cherab! Worst thing that I have played! Worst than Elmo! <laughs> oh. what, what, what has Elmo done? Wow. Worse what, than Elmo. doesn't matter what Elmo's done. It's worse than Elmo.
0: Far worst by the sounds of it. Look, yeah. I've got two things to say in response to this. Number one, <laughs> you can hardly blame them because um, I have a four year old niece. Matt, your niece is roughly the same age, right?
1: Yeah, she's like six this year. Yeah. Right. Like, close enough. Yeah. She and, loves Frozen.
0: Uh, Eloise is obsessed with Frozen. Yeah. And all of her toys are Frozen related and most of her clothes yep. are Frozen related too. And she just had a birthday and every gift from every person was frozen shit. So, yep. like, these guys are raking in the cash, and if you're making unlicensed shit, you could hardly be blamed <laughs> no. for to cash in. No.
1: It's, um, a, it's a good franchise to infringe upon.
0: Yeah, that's right. If you're going to infringe upon any copyrighted material, this would be the one I'd choose as well. Secondly, this is not a new phenomenon. And I recall... <laughs> Back in the '80s, uh, having a game on the Commodore 64 called Dies Baby, which was when <laughs> Princess Diana, oh, had Prince William. Right? Is, William? is he the older one?
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, he
0: is. Let's assume it
1: is. Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, and that was a big news at the time that there was, you know, a prince, and uh, so. Level one, you were Charles, and you <laughs> had to drive her to the hospital to give birth, and it was like a top-down driving, driving game. Yep. Um, then there was other levels. The only one I can really remember is... It's kind of like Space Invaders, except you're at the bottom with a mug, and there's nappies across the top of the screen that tip over periodically and pour shit out <laughs> and you have to catch it in the cup
1: yeah <laughs> right. I,
0: I guess that's how they do it in Buckingham Palace <laughs> yeah right but, um, so you're the butler
2: or something obviously um, I just put a link to it <laughs> oh you f- <laughs> Do you find I it? it I just found it on YouTube oh my god
0: oh wow I've got to see this
2: Dice Baby Dyes, on the baby 64. On
0: Commodore 64 yep. oh, jinx Matt
1: this is going to be in the show notes
0: Oh, well, I now, think everyone needs to just pause while I watch this. Yep, this is it. Dies, baby. Look at this thing. My gosh. So, I was. What year did this come out? Nineteen eighty-four. Oh, look, it's the shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, why is this shit falling? <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: This is really weird. Man, I miss my Commodore sixty-four now. That was a great yeah. system. Yeah there's, oh, there's, yeah, there's poops. Yeah. Alright. Well, that'll be in the show notes. And excuse
0: um, me for just getting one little detail wrong. The, the shit is coming out of cups, but at some point nappies fly at you as well.
1: Right. Well, the, I look, okay, just sort okay, of nappy.
0: Second le- okay, the second level is like a, like a side-scrolling, or like a platformer, rather. It's not scrolling at all. And... Um, There's a baby carriage that you seem to have to Get to But there's a native with a spear (laughs) Trying to stop you And a camera
1: So she's visiting Australia
0: (laughs) I really don't understand this Mm. But um,
1: Well I've just got one final review for um, For Mum gives birth a baby That I'd like to read out This is um, Mm -hmm. Kendall McAllister Says Five stars I love birth I love it so much